Hello and welcome back to Up The Villa podcast. If you're new, subscribe, drop this video a like and get involved in the comment section down below. Get interactive with our predicted lineup show. I'm Luke. Um, some of you have been calling me Liam in the comment section, so I just want to clarify my name's Luke. Jason Justin. is not involved on the podcast. It's Justin and we've got Ryan and Hannah, so... Our names are on the screen, if you can't see. So uh, yeah, that's what our names are. Um, so welcome to the show. Uh, before we start, um, I've been asked to mention this, which um, obviously I'm happy to mention anything on this podcast. So uh, there is going to be a uh, clap for Amy on the 25th minute planned versus Chelsea this Sunday in memory of AVFC mad Amy Weir, who tragically lost her life just six weeks after her wedding day. Amy, an Aston Villa season ticket holder, was just 25. Um, so, yeah, tragic news. Really, really sad. So on the 25th minute, um, I think there's going to be an applause. So if everybody can get involved and, you know, uh, just let everybody know, to be fair. So, um, yep. So welcome to the show. Um, Hannah and Ron, we haven't really had your thoughts post Nottingham Forest. So we'll kick it off with Hannah. How are you feeling going into Chelsea at home? I'm feeling a little bit poo. Um <laughs> Yeah, I feel I feel like I aired my views on Twitter. If you don't follow me, it's a great time to plug that. But um, it was just one of those moments where you felt fed up to be a Villa fan. And I haven't really recovered, to be fair. I'm proper stewing still, so I, I am nervous. So, yeah, we don't want to um, dwell on it too much because we're here to talk about squad. But, yeah, I am nervous. So I think we are picking personnel very wisely this evening with the idea that this has got to be a blockbuster performance especially that i'm hearing nswe will be in attendance for this game ryan i know you love going down b6 but how are you feeling about this one <sighs> like hannah a little bit nervous um you know we only get to go 19 times a season so Always try and make the most of it when I go down. And, and I will come Sunday morning, be optimistic, and I always make my way to Villa Park thinking, hoping that we'll get something from a game. But at the minute, it's not looking very uh, It's not looking very good, is it? Gerard's in the mud. Luke Robinson has threw the book at him, the tactics book. And I, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous for the next three. Obviously, Chelsea's a big test. Fulham away on a Thursday night. Is a little bit awkward, and then we got Brentford. Do we never? We never beat Brentford, do we? Never, ever, ever. So um, I'm very nervous about where we're going to be after these next three. Um, with uh, with us only three points above the relegation zone, um, but then we're only three points away from out. So really, is back to uh, back to Hannah saying about being on the tightrope. We are relegation one side, top half the other. But it's the football, isn't it? It's the main concern at the minute. Yes, we've. We were undefeated in four, Gerard's best spell, but it's it's the 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 football at the minute that we are witnessing. It's just not very good, is it? It's just not very good or uh, not very inspiring. So um 
can he come back for me? I do not know. Um, we'll, we'll see on uh, we'll see on Sunday. Big big game, big Massive. game up against tough opposition. Potter mentioned in the preview that Gerard's not lost to Potter yet. Um, he's sort of got the upper hand on him at the moment. So depending how he fares against Potter at Chelsea now, he's probably going to be a totally different story. Um, but yet, yeah, if you can all head over to our website, let's have a like target on this video again, 500. Um, and be sure to go and check out the match preview as well that we recorded uh, the other day as well. So let's share the screen then. Um, head over to utvpodcast.co.uk. You're going in the social hub and we're going up on lineup selector. Um, what we have done is we have changed our formation we've been bold and um yeah we've gone for a formation tweak um we'll just wait for this to load um so we have gone for a formation tweak justin do you want to tell everybody what our formation is yes after a a, a long debate today in the chatter group uh it's going to be a four two three one i think gerard alluded to possibly move moving to something different last week and whether he bottled it or not at forest i'm not quite sure but i think the performance at forest has probably just tipped him now more probably so that that he's running out of patience and he's probably running out of time isn't he so i think it's he's trying to try and do something different and hoping his luck will change so we've we've plumped for a four two three one so it's difficult to know what he will go for because he's very stubborn, isn't he? But I think that's our best guess so far. Yeah, and I sort of would prefer to go to this as opposed to what he mentioned before Forrest of the five at the back, Malarkey. I would not like to see that formation whatsoever. Um along with more, one of my bugbears of going with three strikers across the 18-yard box. I hate that. My next one that I hate is when times get difficult, managers revert to a five at the back. Uh, well, they would like to say three at the back, but normally when you're in that position, it normally ends up being a six or a seven at the back. Um, and that's what I would see it being up against Chelsea. I think I'd prefer us to match Chelsea's formation. I think that would probably give us a little bit better foothold going at toe for toe to toe against them, trying to take them into an area in which they don't really want to go in, and that by a means sort of making it difficult to play against us, us getting in their faces, making it difficult for them. So I think this formation for me would be my preferred option. So Hannah, do you want to talk us? Through the defence, then what would what would you like to see? Yeah, well, you've whacked Emmy in. I think this kind of picks itself after last week. The defence hasn't been the problem, has it? And obviously, we were extremely frustrated to concede such a ridiculous set piece against Forest. But in general, I think I think the defence has been fine. Um, so we're going to have Matty Cash. Or are we going? Are we going left to right, or are we going right to left? We'll go left then. You we'll left go left to right. Um, we'll, we'll put Ashley Young in, who is oh, no. on oh, track. Who is on track let's for player of the season at the minute, um, which is just bonkers. At the start of the season, as much as I think we all love Ashley Young, you don't really want him to be your player of the season, um, but 
here he is. He scored a scored a worldie. He stays in. Uh, we've got Cash at right back again. Um, why not? He's back. Hopefully at full fitness now. Didn't do too much wrong, but I think we can probably talk a bit more about the fact that the crosses into the box need to be better. Um, Cash is obviously our best option, and and it was good to have him back on on Monday night. I think he does offer more than anyone else we've got from right back. But yeah, I think some of those crosses were just, it just becomes a bit of hit and hope, doesn't it? Um, he, I feel like Gerard relies too much on these fullbacks bombing on. You get, they get further forward. There's nowhere else to go. It's all slowed down. So the, def- the opposition defence has got back and then we just lump across in and that's it. So um, we stick with him, but there's improvements to be made. It says something when our best right back this season and our best left back this season are both Ashley Young. And what I would say about that, Justin, is that if we could have another ten Ashley Youngs on the pitch, I should say, can't you, I, you just seen two of them in? Can we just put them in in every position? I think we'd have a chance. <laughs> Team of Ashley Youngs. It's kind of attitude, be right, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think we've alluded to that, haven't we? You know, in the last week is. You need that commitment and desire. And, and a lot of these players, you can tell they still have that. But Ashley Young is the, you know, the gold star professional where his head never seems to drop. He's always completely 100% committed. So, yeah, I mean, if we can cut this episode really short and just put 11 Ashley Youngs on the pitch, then <laughs> sure. But no, we'll, we'll, we'll come it, it, um, it was Gabby's birthday today, wasn't it? He was 36. <clears throat> And <laughs> Ashley Young's a year older. Ashley Young's thirty-seven. So there's some. I tell you, my my feeling on Ashley Young is he, he plays every game like he thinks it's going to be his last game, and he just he just he's brilliant. His shit housing is amazing. His 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 technique is still brilliant. His his attitude's first class, and his fitness is brilliant, isn't it as well? I mean, I, I'm a massive cricket fan, and I've been watching um, James Anderson, Jimmy Anderson. He's nearly forty now, and he's as good as anything in the world. So it just shows that if your attitude's right and, and you look after yourself, then you know you can carry on playing for as long as you want. But fair play, thank God we signed him for another year. Yeah, exactly. Gold star professional. We can't complain at all with Ashley Young. Long live um, Ashley Young. <laughs> yep but that's going to be the title of the episode uh, <laughs> sorted um, right then centre back I think we'll just stick with Mings and Konza I don't feel the need to change it too much uh, they've been performing okay don't see yeah. a reason to change it I'd agree I'd say Hannah you've just picked the easiest part of this lineup. then so I know yeah. I'm going to head off now guys then if if that's okay. Let, let, well, <laughs> Justin starts tinkering with it all, I'm sure it'll yeah. totally be fun. <laughs> no, I'm happy with that back five. I think, it, like you say, it picks itself, doesn't it? Yeah. And yeah. to be fair, the defence isn't really the problem, is it? No. no. You know, normally, it's the it's this way around, isn't it, where the defence is the part that's absolutely tragic all over the show. But, we're actually Tragic. doing all right. We've so, gone too far the other way, haven't we? We were like, the defence was shocking. And now we've kind of sorted it out, but we've focused far too much on not conceding that we've now forgotten how to score. So we need some of these other six players or however many, I can't count, yeah. to pull the fingers out. 
So let's go into the two sort of holding midfielders, should we say, in this formation, what we would like to go with. I'm going to kick it off with the two, I think, and then we'll get involved and everybody can sort of chip in with their say. I think for this game, I would like to see Den Donka and Douglas Louise. My reasoning is I think Douglas Louise is one of those where during the game, you look at, you're watching it and you're thinking, actually, he's getting on the ball. He, he's, he's knocking it around all right. But it's just a little bit too slow for me. I think he needs to quicken it up a little bit because what we saw against Forrest was he was the one that was getting the ball off the centre-backs every single time. And it's sort of like we see the pass. Oh, no, let's just wait a second. And then we play the ball. I just think it just needs to be a bit quicker from Louise. And that's why I'd sound Louise, actually. And then I think then Donka for a little bit more presence, a little bit more physicality, a little bit more stature, a little bit more midfield nous about him. I think it, I think it's Den Donker time, Villa fans. That's what it's I'm Den saying. Den Donker time, yeah. Well, time. we were. T- I can't remember if you mentioned on the on the preview. I'm pretty sure you did about you know being careful from set pieces again in this game and to have an extra bit of height in in midfield for defending in that in those set in those set piece situations. I think will be very important. I pick those same two holding as well. And for the tiny bits that we have seen him. He does like to get forward, doesn't he? Um, mm. It was kind of the same at Wolves, where he he does like to get forward and you know cross the ball and then get involved in the attack as well. So it's not like we're going super defensive. It's just having the control, but also we need to be progressive. Like you say, it's just been so sluggish. We need someone who just wants to carry the ball. And to that's be fair, so you know what? I reckon if you actually like, if there was a button on sort of like the Villa highlights where you could just like times two it or times ten it, it'd actually probably look quite quick, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we need to do. Just get it a bit quicker, move it around a bit quicker, um, and, and we'd probably be fine, to be fair. So, uh, Ryan, what you're saying then? Are you yeah, agreeing? Yeah, in full agreement. Um, Douglas Louise, he, he cut a frustrated figure on um, on Monday night. Uh, he was lucky, lucky to escape a red card. I thought the frustration was getting to him. He's on a yellow and he, he flung into a few challenges. And uh, I've just seen his interview on Villa TV and, and he seems happy enough. He's saying the right things. He's saying that they're training well and, and they, they believe that they can win the game and he's, he's happy. So um, hopefully that resonates with the rest of the squad that they've still got confidence within in themselves to to give Chelsea a good game. And yeah, fully agree with you on Den Donker as well. Just that presence, just that mobility around the pitch as well to get up and down. Both of them can be can be box to box, can't they? They don't need to sit there in a double pivot. Um, you know, you can alternate between who pushes forward and, and gives support to that front four, because that front four does need support and it, and we do need to get more people in and around the box as well. So um, I think them to offer offer that. What are you saying, Justin? The camera yeah, in the I, chambers. <laughs> do you know what I've 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 been looking at who, the, the available players that can play in that position, and 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 I was going to say, Callum, Callum James is an option. I don't think he'll play. I don't think there's any chance in the world he'll play in that position. But if we were playing well 
and, and this was our formation. We were coming up against a really top side like a City or Chelsea, like we're doing the weekend. Then you know, could you do worse than playing Dendonka and Chambers? I mean, Chambers proved that at, at Fulham. He played that position very, very well. I still think he's been massively underused at Villa. So you know, a, a, a two like that in front of the back forward, you know, solid as a rock, isn't he? It? Pl- he played. He played there once last season, didn't he? Was it Burnley away? I think, he yeah, played I think as he number six, dropped didn't, him in, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. You know, as I say, I don't think that'll happen for a second on Sunday. But Chambers is definitely of, of who's available left now. Then Chambers is definitely an option. But I think it, it's more. It's pretty much. Nailed on to be uh, if if he does go this way, then Louise and Dendonka. Yeah, I just think Chambers is such a weird signing, isn't it? Because like I said in the preview, he ne- he's never let us down. He's never done nothing wrong. But no. he never gets a shirt. Game time. Well, he was Bad, like player player of pre season, wasn't he? We was we thought he was all nailed on for the opening game of the season, and and it was his shirt to to lose, and we just haven't seen him have one. I mean, another thing that, you know, I'm going a bit far into the future. If Gerard does eventually go, then um, we have got a certain Morgan Sanson that never gets a game that, you know, realistically could play in that position as well, you know. Yeah. But he'll, again, the one that won't ever get a shirt currently. So not even worth talking about in this instance. No, no, I remember Forrest uh, and the camera was like warming up at half time and he got like tracky bottoms on. He got like, you know, that coat that Arsene Wenger used to have, that really long one on. And I just I thought, think he got hey. a sleeping bag on, hadn't he? I don't <laughs> think there's any chance of getting it. Mate, he ain't got no sheenies on underneath that. He's got no <laughs> socks. He just knows he's not coming on. So He's ready for bed, I think. I thought it was so telling that the camera was just like rolling around with that coat on. Um, so, Ryan, well, go on then. What what would you say would be this sort of three? Then what what would your preferred three be? Okay, I'm thinking on that left hand side, Jacob Ramsey. Um, similar sort of game to Manchester City, where Ramsey what, had his best game of the season. Do we all agree mm-hmm. in that position? Uh, I just feel he just. I think against Chelsea, we need a bit of pace. We need to be direct. We need to be on the counter. Um, and I think that Ramsey offers that attack, doesn't he? He, he, he? He's got the confidence to to run with the ball. He's got the confidence to take players on. Um, so I really feel it's time for him to shift onto that left hand side, especially for to, especially for this game against Chelsea, the tough game. Um, I was a bit disappointed that he didn't rip the back of the net against um, Forest. I, I think he just needs to be a bit greedy now. I think that the lack of form for Watkins has sort of um, infected infected him a little bit because the first thing he done was look to play that ball across to Watkins and I'm thinking young lad in his head he wants to set Watkins up get his confidence back up but just just be greedy kid just just lash that ball into the back of the net so um, hopefully he can play fearless because that's what we need we need fearless players now we need these young lads to really step up and, and just have a go because there's no, no pressure on these youngsters so just go out there and perform um, on the right side if Bailey's fit, I think I'd go for Bailey. Um, I've still got my reservations about his performances this season. But again, similar to Manchester City, um, you know, he, he, he offered that whip, he offered that pace. And, and I think, again, we will need that. So if he's fit, um, I would like to stick him in. Um, bit concerned. I had a look at his stats like... I thought, because I was thinking to myself, yeah, he's got the pace, but I've never really seen him use it. And I'm thinking to myself, how many times have I actually seen him 
one-on-one beater, man. Like Ashley Young back in the day, 2007, you knew as soon as he picked that ball up, you was up out your seat thinking, yeah. here we go. He's, He's got going to twist, turn, and drop it off, and in, in, yeah. And then he'll, he'll put you on your ass. He'll wait for you to get up and put you back on your ass. And like, that got bums off seat. And apart from that blaster against Everton, like, 18 months ago nearly that's really the only time I've been up and out my seat and his um, his dribbles in the eight games he's played he's attempted I don't know he's had eight successful dribbles eight with 36% success right so I, I just wanted to see him I just wanted to see him go and take someone on man my worry in this game would be playing him is that he gives the ball away too much yeah me and too in this game I said in the preview that it's about it's about uh, being brave and taking those risks. And for me, he just gives it away too much. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I just if I just wouldn't trust him. That's that's how I feel about him now. I think he's I think he's he's pretty raw. He's he's quite ambitious, but I just think he's just a. An unreliable he's a confidence. Winner. He's a he's a confidence player, isn't he? He's got no confidence. No. And I also don't trust that when he does lose it, that he's going to absolutely bust his guts to win it back. It's just one of them where you, you want a player who, if they lose the ball, they are going to really try and win it back because we can't afford to lose possession, not against not against anyone, but especially a solid like Chelsea when we're already going to be up against it. Yeah. Ryan, who would you go in the middle then? I would go... I think they'd have to go McGinn. McGinn, but obviously, you know, he could drop back into that double pivot we've got there. Uh, again, confidence, the, the lack of confidence in the front three has infected that midfield because McGinn, that stumble that he had, just just reeked, then it just reeked of lack of confidence. Scotland's John McGinn lashes that home, lashes that home and sends Hampden Park wild, doesn't he? And there's a lot of talk about um, the captaincy is wearing him down. It's, it's. I, I, I'm not buying that. He's cap- buy that. No, he's, he's captain. He's captain of Scotland. He embraces it. Yeah. The only thing I can think, it's just a little bit awkward because I'd imagine Tyrone Mings is still quite a character in that dressing room. He's still quite a leader. I'd imagine everyone looks up to him. I imagine he's still vocal and and him taking the captaincy off and giving it begin. It's probably just a little bit awkward, but. For him to weigh for him to weigh his performance down and affect his performance down, like yeah, I'm not buying that. So um, we just got we just got to get some confidence in him. They just need one to go in off the arse off, off any one of that front three and and try and just galvanise him, really. I, I'd only I'd slightly counter that weighing him down. I do. I think it is a little bit. If I'm if I'm on it, I think it does a little bit. By that I mean I think when he got given the captaincy. I think he sees it as such a good, a big honour. Obviously, his best mate, uh, Jack, was captain. He saw what, what he brought to the role and how he was loved. I think, he, if anything, he's trying too hard. Uh, that's yeah. my feeling. That when I watch him, I just see him running around, you know, trying to bust a gut, smashing into people, doing this, doing that. And he, when he gets, you know, when he gets dispossessed or it's a poor pass, you can see he's going, oh, you know. And that that's why I think it's slightly is impacting his game, the captaincy. Because I think he wants to he wants to be such a good captain for us that that he, he, he's trying too hard. Maybe I, I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. I think yeah. it's a bit of both, to be honest. Like I can, I kind of agree with you, Justin. I think he's the type of player that when you watch him, sometimes it's like a headless chicken. But 
I don't think that's for want of not trying. I think that's trying trying too much. He just wants to he, he wants to capture that form of when he's you know the the heart of the midfield, and it, it's just not happening. It's not happening. But again, he's the captain, so. I mean, I can't disagree with him being in that role. And I mean, you, you, if we can eventually get it right with with him being in a more advanced role where he's got the comfort of perhaps those two other midfielders behind him, maybe we'll have, you know, less burden on him to be running around, throwing in tackles and winning balls back. I tell you what, if, if, if McGinn starts in this position, Daryl, who always comments about um, John McGinn, I don't, I don't know what I don't know what he'd do if he's seen the team and he was in that position because you know he's he's a big McGinn fan so uh, I know I, think, I know I think that would be Sorry, the John McGinn, the Scotland John McGinn captain. I think he plays with you know with less less bizarrely less pressure for his international team than he does for the club side, and I think I think it just doesn't weigh down on him for Scotland because he goes there and he just he's just you know I don't know for, for me looking at that now Ramsey and McGinn. That's where you're going to get the best out of both of them, and not where Louise and Dendonka are sitting. Yeah, McGinn and Ramsey. That is where they can be most potent. That can be where they can affect the game. You, you, you cast your mind back to McGinn and his highlights the other day. Um, Forest game wasn't it? Uh, Forest game in the championship uh, before we played Forest and the goals that he scored. He was in and around that box when he being a terrier, twisting, turning. Where's that McGinn gone? He's sucked into false left left back roles and holding midfielders. Yeah. That that is where he needs to be. And if he can get a good run in that position, um, then I could I really do feel we could see the old McGinn back because um, I haven't seen the real John McGinn now for what nearly twelve months. Well, since Gerard coming, I don't think I've seen the real John McGinn. Um, so I, I do want that John McGinn back. So hopefully, um, hopefully he can get into positions and 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 start contributing in that final third. So what are we saying about this one on the right? I would be inclined to put Wendy there, Justin. That was my pick. I, I'm going to throw a spanner in. That like I love to throw a spanner in. Why not, Justin? Why not? Well, you know, I've got to be honest. I wouldn't play Jacob Ramsey. Really? I, I, I'm totally now. One of my biggest criticisms of Stephen Gerrard is playing players that are out of form and continually doing it. You know, and for me, Jacob Ramsey's been out of form for quite a long time. And I know we'll go on to the striker situation mm-hmm. soon, but I think currently I wouldn't, I'd leave him out the side. He's a player that's just struggling to, to get anywhere near his top form. And he, like you alluded to, Ryan, against Forrest. The Jacob Ramsey of last se- early last season and, and, and his first breakthrough season, just like the Forest goal, uh, sorry, the Norwich goal, when he just blasted his way through and just left-footed it straight in there. I mean, that was almost identical position he found himself in at Forest, and he's looking to try and cross it over. I just think he needs... Uh, we've said it for, for a long time now. He's trying to play... He tries to play these players back into form. And I know I'm going to go slightly against the, my sort of point by saying I would just... I would just stick with Coutinho and Buendia because neither of them in massively good form. But I think for me, you know, you go with players that, that, that are going to offer you something in them positions. And I, whilst I totally agree that Ramsey's possibly a bit better going forward in that position, I, I, I just don't want to see players that are out of form. And that's I know I've, that's probably every yeah. player. <laughs> I've, got a cha- I've, I've got a challenge. You ju- I've got a challenge, you Justin, go purely on. because I can't. 
take you back, I can't remember what our last two goals were, but did he not score an assist? So is he technically probably not our recently most like productive yeah, I'll player? Sort of agree. I'll and think he, and he was nominated. He was nominated. Did he not get our player of the month or was he not nominated for some kind of player of the month award? So I do get it because I think up until that point and still now to an extent, he is nowhere near the kind of form he was last season. I think there's other players that we've picked so far that we could argue are probably in worse form, mm. um, like okay. Coutinho, for example. So I'm I'm giving you yeah. a healthy challenge on that one. No, no I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. That, that, that. yeah. Would be nowhere near this starting lineup. Nowhere near it, Coutinho. I mean, that performance against Forest in that first half was terrible. You know, it, it, it was really, really bad. And I just think what we're going to need from Coutinho against Chelsea, I, I wouldn't put Coutinho in this team at all. Yeah, Joe, like, like Justin does says, like he's trying to play him back into form. But is he, who, for whose benefit? For, for Aston Villa's benefit or for Steven Gerrard's benefit? Because he's the one that's wanted him. He's the one that plumped for him. He's the one that said he can get him back into form. No doubt we're paying him a lot of money. Um, but it, it is time for him to sit out. It, you know, yeah, there's still there's still time for Coutinho to be a success at Villa. But I think right now, I think he just needs to just step out. Yeah, if yeah. he if he's even you know even his free kicks, his dead balls, which you've seen him through his home country absolutely banging him in, but they're hitting the first man, and it's like, yeah, I know that's not his whole game, but if he's not even you know. Threatening him from that, which is supposed to be one of his strongest assets. Just so frustrating. I feel like we were so excited for him and it's very quickly turned a bit like disappointing. So I'm very much, you know, of that mindset where we do need to rest players, which probably gives a nice segue into the striker uh, if we're going to rest a certain someone. Um, I'm going for it. I am up front. I'm putting him in there. We're going... Cameron Archer up front yes. because the lift it would give that stadium to see Cameron Archer starting this game would be massive. What I saw from him when he came on, when he peeled off of the defender and sort of was went to the penalty spot, I haven't seen movement like that all season from a striker. And yeah. you give him the ball in the correct area, I have no doubt he can finish I saw Danny Ings come on and he was just running offside and he, he he just didn't look right. For me, I'm going Cameron Archer. What are we saying? 100% agree with you. We need someone fearless. We need someone lively. No pressure on him. Um, the movement, like you say, was unreal. Um, again, he had that chance at, at, at Forest where I think if we're on form, he, he, he takes that header on, doesn't he? He goes for goal, but... Um, yeah, definitely. And and you hit the nail on the head there, Luke. We, in that ground on Sunday, need something to get behind. Now, uh, style of play, we can't get behind that at the minute. We, no one's really keen to get behind Gerard at the minute. We've sort of lost that connection. So, Archer on that pitch is the connection, isn't it? That's the yeah. connection from this team to the fan base, to every stand in that stadium. For for us to get behind him, that's 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 what we need as a fan base and, and as an atmosphere 
something to get behind. And Cameron Archer is that man. He's not been tainted, has he, by the bad form? Like all the players in this squad, are, you know, got their heads down or they're feeling a bit frustrated. Cameron Archer's fresh and ready to go. He's not, you know, got that disappointment in him. He's ready to go. Um, so I agree, and I do think having one, you know, singing one of your own and having that excitement would would lift the fans. So I I was being uh, sensible, Sally, and I picked Danny Ings because I just thought, oh, he's not going to start Archer. Um, and I just want Watkins to rest the game because the last time we rested him, he came back and was reinvigorated. So I picked Danny Ings because I also really like the Brendia Danny Ings link up when they've played um, together a few times. I feel like it's really worked. So um, I picked Ings, but I'm very much um, backing Cameron Archer. If if that does happen, I think it it would be very exciting. And he's also scored against Chelsea before, so he's got that in the bag as well. Justin, I think um, what Cameron Archer brings to Villa, hopefully, is. <laughs> no, seriously, he, um, <laughs> I tell him to agree with you on, on Monday, Luke. He um, he came on and he he was invigorating, wasn't he? He was brilliant to watch. He looks like a middleweight boxer. <laughs> You know, his stature, he's very, he's <laughs> very... Oh, you're funny, Jason. He's, so, he's, <laughs> he's, he's solid. He's, he just looks like he's ready. He looks like he's ready to... Do you know what I mean? Like he's like he wants to be unleashed. He's, he's like you say as well, Luke, he's, he's a finisher. He's, his movement is amazing. His, his attitude was spot on when he came on. And he's... He's probably the most hungriest player we've currently got in our squad, yet he doesn't get any minutes. <laughs> so I think he's finishing. He's finishing. He's amazing, and, and and for me, unleashing, unleash the kid on Sunday. An hour before kickoff, everybody's feeling low. Everybody's expecting the worst on Sunday. The manager's under the cosh. When that team news drops, if Cameron Archer is in it. I guarantee you, when that game starts, the atmosphere is a totally different game. To, to I'm literally not having a go at Danny Ings or Wally Watkins at all. But if either of them starts on Saturday, Sunday, then the focus is on Gerard and and just trying to get out of it unscathed. If Cameron Archer starts on Sunday, then the focus is on him. Everybody's off the seats every time he gets goes near the ball. Everyone will be willing him to do well. Everyone will be willing to just a chance to drop to that kid, and and he could. It's a big ask. He could be the saviour of Steven Gerrard if only he's got the balls to play. Can you imagine first couple of minutes he puts a challenge on Aspilicueta or somebody exactly. and wins us a throw-in? You know, it's just Erupt. something like that. Something so exactly, little yeah. would get everybody off their seat, roaring him on. I just think... I just think I believe in him, and I think it, you I imagine think... you imagine the adrenaline running through that kid's veins if he walked out as, as a starting number nine for Villa on Sunday. I think it's a mm. no-brainer for me, but what do we know? I'd yeah, call I mean, that a magic moment. To be fair, I mean the lineup's probably not even going to be that formation. No, <laughs> <laughs> probably miles off it. Probably miles off it. It'll so, be the same. T- it'll be the same team. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, at least my tactical. Thing is, is, this is what I think we're going to go. With, to to so. be fair, to be fair, if Gerard does lose his job, then this is our CV, isn't it? We can just send this in to the big man and say, "Look, this is how we do it. Get us in there." <laughs> don't you think? Don't you think if if he did go four two three one and things turn around, 
how ironic it would be that that was Dean Smith's main formation. Yeah. That a new manager came in, changed everything, and if it went back to this and it worked, how ironic would that be? Yeah, definitely. Right, Villa fans, there you go. That's our formation. Um, Go over to the website, put your formations in, get your teams on social media, share away, um, comment your thoughts on our lineup, um, and we will be back with our sort of match reaction content over the weekend. So thanks everyone for watching. Up the villa. Up the villa. Up the villa. Up the villa.